Hello and welcome to another episode. So welcome to those listening on the regular feed and welcome to those listening on the exclusive feed. Uh, they will be combined uh, from from here on out in the sense of like my bonus material will be combined with my episodes, but the exclusive feed will include those new segments, which are, you know, kind of include more personal stories, uh, trip journal, dream journal, more controversial topics, short stories, that type of stuff. Uh, you can catch all that in the big announcement episode. I just released that as well. It kind of goes into more detail because I don't want to, basically I don't want to make my intros really long, but I'm going to mention it in the next few episodes. So you can check that out. That'll be in the link and help support the show. But if not, that's okay. The, the podcast will still be coming on this feed as well. Uh, but yeah, let's Let's dive in today because we're going to be talking a little bit about psychedelics, the mind, government's influence on that, and that type of stuff. basically what happened this week was I was reading Reddit, as one often does, lots of places to learn about and lots of rabbit holes to go down, but which also often (laughs) sparks those rabbit holes, thinking of my own or sparks a memory about my own personal experience. But this week was a spark of my own kind of personal experience and thoughts. So my intention was grabbed by this honestly heartbreaking headline in the subreddit of, of rational psychonaut, which I will include the link in the description as well. But it was called LSD destroyed my life. No mental health disorders in the family. I'll commit suicide soon, leaving awareness. That was the headline. So immediately, you know, I, I, and I recommend all of you go and check out this individual's post. It provides a, I think, a humbling perspective on how we must be careful with what we consume and the effects it has on our minds. Additionally, if you can provide support for them, try to private message them on Reddit. Uh, I'm not going to go too deeply into their story in, in, in this episode because, for one, I'm not a doctor, and two, I don't have nearly enough context of the situation. Plus, it feels really unethical for me to pry into someone's difficult situation and kind of use that for content. It's more of like a springboard showing you my motivation for this content. And I think it's like a good story to kind of raise awareness about. However, I do see their personal story, like I said, as an opportunity to educate myself as well. Also, it acts as a, as a reminder for me to, do, to, to be mindful of how I present my thoughts on psychedelics and mental health in general. So my interest and concern was sparked for obvious reasons by the story, though. For one, I commonly discuss the potential benefits of psychedelics use for understanding our mind, the the beliefs we hold, and providing a humbling dose about the nature of our existence. However, I always try to be straightforward about these substances. They come with consequences. They can be dangerous. And in most places, psychedelics are still very much illegal. Which, what, what, what does this mean for the user, though? And that's a question that sprang to mind. It's still kind of the wild, wild west out here. Many beliefs around the do's and don'ts of this stuff boils down to basically, myth is the wrong word, but almost like folklore. You know, it's, you have to see what you can rely on and it's a lot of personal experience. 
the psychedelic community has produced some interesting perspectives on what they do to our minds, you know? And I'm listing ones that I find to be unlikely to say the least, you know, because I think we need to be mindful of, of what we are, what we're spreading. So here's some kind of problematic beliefs in the community that I've, that I find, you know, for one, I quote, psychedelics give you access to the absolute truth. Another one is psychedelics give you exactly what you need. Another one is everyone should try them at least once. And then lastly, psychedelics will save the world. I think all of these are problematic and they, they raise a lot of concerns, honestly, because they're spewed out a lot. And I take issue with some of that stuff. Unfortunately, we have seen a shift in the culture, cultural and academic and, and, and political landscape around these substances. They are being reexamined and more thoroughly researched. You know, John Hopkins has opened an entire department towards researching the benefits of psychedelics. But since I'm on the topic of it, attempting to dispel some rather, I would consider them unnuanced perspectives in the psychedelic community, allow me to add another. And this quote is thrown around all over, all over social media. And I quote, Psychedelics are illegal not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a three-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open you up to the possibility that everything you know is wrong. And many of you might know where this quote is from. It's from Terrence McKenna. But first off, to anyone that, that my next comments might piss off, I love McKenna. He will always be a thinker and a psychedelic explorer dear to my heart. He is someone that, that helped show me and make me understand the potential benefits of these substances for people to understand themselves. But however, this does not mean his takes never miss the mark. And, and I think the above mentioned quote mostly misses the mark. Trust me, I vibe with the sentiment, though. I do. I have, I have endless issues with the overreach of government, but I think the conspiracy rabbit holes and our ability to create elaborate narratives to justify our beliefs leads us into this kind of line of thinking of like, oh, there's, there's this boogeyman out to get, get us. Psychedelics are not illegal because some government officials were in fear that, that people would become free thinking to then destroy the system. No. Stop giving credit to the many, many individuals in our government from the state to the national level that are absurdly incompetent. Do you think the government can organize well enough to even comprehend that these substances cause people to question their beliefs? Fuck no. Take, take it from someone that used to work in politics, myself, at both the state and national level. Politicians are very, very average individuals. They're almost never the best of the best in terms of intellect or competence. More often, they were able to be charismatic enough to convince their electorate that they should be the one to represent their district. Politics is a contest of rhetoric, not mental fortitude. So, how do these very average individuals make voting decisions? They do it the same way most voters do it. Whimsed, biased research, and what's easy to sell to their electorate. Why do you think every corrupt bill passed in existence utilizes a name like the Patriot Act or the Freedom Act. It sounds good. And most of us will never look deeper than how it sounds. It's a rhetorical ploy. So why are psychedelics actually illegal? Let me ask you one more question. What views do your parents hold on psychedelics or the people, or the people even around you? 
Most people, even today, still don't see the benefits these substances could have in a therapeutic setting. And that's at the very least. The tide is slowly turning in modern times, but consider the mindset of the average voter in the 60s. The wave of of hippies was very much a counterculture movement. That happened to have a small amount of individuals attract the attention of most of the population. So what does this do? (laughs) Imagine yourself in the, the politician's position. Well, those average individuals in government were seeing the same thing the rest of the country was. Hippies doing things that they themselves would never dare do. Now, no, don't get me wrong. They should probably give some of that stuff a whirl, for sure. But these hippies who are, are doing frowned upon things at this time are making a subs- are taking a substance called LSD. And on top of that, remember, even the left was rather conservative in those days. So you have these hippies taking LSD and they happen to be calling themselves the new left. It should be no surprise they made a lot of enemies in government. A lot. They became an easy target. Conservatives could easily villainize the left as crazy radicals because of the hippies. The Democrats were forcing or were, were facing major rifts within their party. So, for example, the Southern Democrats, who didn't like what they would call the crazy hippies. Don't get me wrong. I love hippie culture. Let me just clarify that right now. But anyway, the point is, consider this landscape. You have politicians who are threatened by this idea of the new left. Additionally, you have have bizarre but often debunked rumors of these psychedelic users thinking they turned into a can or, the, or, or them completely losing their minds. The media was eating this false narrative up, eating that shit up. The hippies became easy for the media to villainize and it was in the interest of the politicians to villainize them as well. Why? It was easy rhetoric to sell. It was easy thing to sell. Look what I did. I helped make this substance that I didn't understand illegal because it will turn our kids' brains into scrambled eggs. What an, what an easy thing to lie about and sell. That's the point. Now, like I said, that's some easy fear to sell to their, to their electorate. Vote for me because I'll keep these vague, made-up boogeymen away from our streets. So no, my point is... The government didn't make psychedelics illegal because they thought it would create a free-thinking populace. They made them illegal because it's a really easy narrative to package for voters. It's simple as that, honestly. Psychedelics are legal because most politicians are lazy, mostly incompetent, corrupt, arrogant, and more interested in their position of power than helping people. My point of saying all this is we need to ask ourselves... Do we see a benefit of psychedelics? If yes, how are we allowing them to be presented in the public? And what information are we allowing to spread around? You know, that's why I mentioned these those, those points earlier about the things I disagree with. The public that disagrees with psychedelics or, or not wanting to allow them to be researched, they take those and run with it. These are important questions to consider because if we think they can help people. We must be mindful of presentation. The public needs to be on our side. That's how change is made. So are we providing unnecessary fuel to the fire that makes psychedelics easy to villainize? But that's why I'm saying this stuff. Be mindful of the narratives you create. Presenting a fuck you and and tough love to the public, that's not always the best way, you know, best kind of love for change, right? And, and it's not the best way to change hearts and minds all the time. Um, yeah. 
But in 1968, for example, President Nixon named drugs the, the public enemy number one, which led to categorizing LSD as a Schedule One drug. And I want to provide a couple quotes from the Double, My, Double Blind magazine, which I highly recommend. Um, I'll link that as well below. And so Amanda Fielding, founder of the Beckley Foundation, commented on LSD by saying, I quote, it's basically because it makes the brain more neuroplastic. That is the word they use. I don't know why. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> like I said, I quote, neuroplastic. it can change its setting. It becomes like hot metal. It can reset itself. If the person is entering the situation with a positive wish to transform themselves from a negative setting, such as depression, addiction, or trauma, and they are in a safe setting with a good sitter and therapist who takes care of them, they can get the optimized potential of somehow shaking themselves free of that setting, which has been there since they were young children, and resetting the psyche and the body in a way which is more beneficial for their happiness. I found it very exciting that after this separation of science and spirituality, which has happened over the last hundreds of years, suddenly and slowly we are finding at the center of this new science of psychedelics, at the very center of its healing potential, is the mystical experience. And later in the article, Charles Groove, professor of psychiatry at the UCLA School of Medicine, made a point on the potential risk of something like LSD, which I think is something to be mindful of. I quote, the concern for an individual who might take LSD on a fairly frequent basis is just increasing difficulty integrating their experiences, as well as connections with the outside world becoming problematic, such as it being harder to relate to others who are not part of a frequent use psychedelic scene. He continues by saying, you are more likely to have positive experiences and experiences you can work into your own processing over time, whereas if you're doing it every week, Two or three times a week, I think your general functioning in the world is going to decline. Or there's a concern that there's the, that that's the case. Though maybe not across the board. Maybe if you were an artist and it facilitates the production of your art, that can be an exception. But if you have a normal nine to five job, then it's awfully hard to set a desk to sit at, to sit at a desk and concentrate on a task that's not that interesting when you've had these astonishing altered states of consciousness that have grabbed your attention and since you are using it frequently, it's still part of your sensorium. So people need an opportunity to come down and feel grounded, he adds. I don't ascribe to the notion that LSD will drive you crazy per se, but I'll say under certain conditions, vulnerable people, adverse, set and setting, frequent use, high doses, all bets are off, end quote. So as many things in life... It's about finding our balance. Recognize when we found a tool, but we must also be mindful when that tool is being abused. That's my point. But let me let me backtrack or go back to my original point about you know the Reddit post that began my kind of various paths of thought. LSD destroyed my life, no mental health disorders in the family, Alchemist suicide suit, leaving awareness. Let's talk about that. So it appears this person might have triggered some form of OCD where they've become hyper aware of pattern recognition. So essentially they're perceiving patterns and repeated numbers overwhelmingly in their day to day, right? I don't want to, like I said, I can't comment on the circumstances the person is going through, but this is what frustrates me. The government that viewed something like LSD as a quick opportunity to spread fear prevented an opportunity for awareness in this case even. Where would we be if we didn't lose decades in psychedelic research? How many situations like the one I've been discussing could have been prevented? 
you know, I think of MAPS, the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, who is continuing to do groundbreaking research on the therapeutic potential of psychedelics. You know, they focus in on MDMA, for example. But where could they be if it wasn't for people making quick, irrational, and uneducated decisions for others? Not because of some some evil plan to prevent people from becoming free thinkers. No, it's it's from simply ignorance. And that's the sad part. It's heartbreaking. The government obstacles organization or the, the government obstacles organizations like MAPS are forced to endure just for them to do their research. That's fucking heartbreaking. Both MAPS and the Journal of Psychedelic Studies suggest psychedelics could have immense potential for treating OCD, particularly utilizing psilocybin. However, progress is still being stifled and it's harming the lives of the many who could benefit. But that concludes the regular feed version of the episode. As always, I appreciate you all for listening and joining me on some of these thoughts and also bearing with me with this kind of new setup I'm trying to do. I appreciate you all. I appreciate you all for listening. Love you all. See you next time. Much love. Now get the fuck out of my lab. Right? <laughs>